0: Welcome to the Mr. Vincent Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Vincent, and damn, it's been about damn, damn months since I last recorded an episode. Uh, Due to no control of my own, uh, unfortunate circumstances do come up every now and then, but I'm back and what better way to come back than a two-part pod, as that is what is here on this episode. Part one, the NBA is back tomorrow. Well, by the time most of you guys hear this episode, it will be tomorrow. But anyways, um, I figured that it was only right that I did a pod um, on the uh, upcoming NBA season. So I did uh, chop it up with the homie Carl about half an hour ago. And we just previewed the uh, 2021 NBA season. Talked about some intriguing storylines, such as Giannis signing the Supermax, Supermax extension, rather, electing to stay in a small market. Whether or not Kevin Durant and Kyrie can actually last in that beast that is the New York media market, and it is a beast. Also, we gave give our thoughts on who will be the league MVP and who will be in the NBA Finals. All that and more. Part two. Now, unless you've been living under a rock, you know that Clubhouse is the wave in the social media world right now. Now, for those of you who don't know what Clubhouse is, let me explain it to you. Clubhouse is essentially a drop-in audio app where people actually engage with one another via audio. Audio only, no visuals. Well, there is an app, your Abby on the app, but that's it. Strictly audio outside of that. Um, For example, I can host a room on Clubhouse and I can invite people to join, I can um, set the topic, people can come in and discuss, I can control who's talking. I can make somebody else a moderator as well with me, and I can also navigate through the app and join other rooms as well. It's a really dope tool on the network as there's various topics throughout the app, ranging anywhere from economics, to politics, to fashion, to journalism, to music. It's about everything for everybody on Clubhouse. Now, right now it is in the beta stage and it's only available on iOS devices. It's going to come to Android sooner or later. I mean, there's too much money potentially to be made for it not to. And also, too, it's only invite only right now. So unless you got an invite, you ain't getting in. Um, and it's crazy. I mean, i hearing stories about people paying uh, for um, for invites. Couldn't be me. Um, so I wanted to talk about that on this part as well, too. So I reached out to the homie Tuss and he was with it. And he also brought a couple of his friends, uh, Shakir and Cece. Two people I don't even know. But what I liked about this part that we recorded is that it's a real representation of the clubhouse world in which you are essentially engaging with people organically. And that's what we did here. We we shared our thoughts on the app so far, um, the pro, shared our, the pros and cons, and also whether or not we think the app can withstand the test of time as Twitter is coming up with a similar feature relatively soon called Spaces, where people can set rooms and have audio discussions as well. I believe it's in the beta stage. Don't quote me on that. Um, So yeah, this was a really dope conversation. My vision for this was like a 30-minute conversation. We talked for over an hour. Um, So a lot of gems are in this discussion here on Clubhouse. Um, And we can actually get into it right now, the pod that is. It's the Mr. Vincent Podcast, episode 72 tap in. Are are you excited about the season coming up? Of course,
1: man. It's basketball. Starts tomorrow. Of course I'm excited.
0: Of course I'm excited. I I didn't know because a lot of people are still um kind of, like, ain't feeling the fact that there's no fans in the arena. My thing is it's better than nothing.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. But, I mean, we saw in the bubble they still balling. So, it's, it's it'll be intense ball. So, I'm happy to see that. I hope so, man. So, I think there's a lot of
0: intriguing storylines, yep. right, that we can look forward to for the season as it kicks off tomorrow yep. night. What is, like,
1: some storylines that are sticking out to you so, so far? So, off the bat, I'm looking at LaMelo. I want to see what he's going to do, if he's going to be able to be a foundational piece or if he's just another another player. Um, I want to see what the Clippers are going to do, how they're going to come out, how they're going to start the season, because I think that's important. I think they need to set a tone um, just 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 coming off the season. So I'm looking at that, too. I think the Lakers will be fine. Um, I'm looking at the Nets to see if they'll explo- implode is probably a better word. Um, so I'm looking at stuff like that. Of course, I'm looking at my guy Luca, see what he's going to do, MVP. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. So, let's talk about that. Luca, of course, right? yeah. mm-hmm. Now, a long time ago, a couple of years ago, maybe a couple of years ago, you were saying that in like five years, he'll be better than Giannis. And I was telling yep. you for and that. Yeah, you were right? telling me for that. I'm going to tell, I'm, I'm tell you something right now. I'm not saying I agree with you, but it's not crazy at all. It's actually realistic. Mm. I was thinking there's no way in hell that yep. could happen. It's realistic. I think Luca has to be the best player in the world at one point in his career. I think it's going to be between him and Giannis like, in the next five years. I RB. agree. Those two will be better than enough for the best yeah, players in the world. I league.
1: agree. But let me let me tell you this point why I think Luca is okay. better than Giannis. In the, in the okay. playoffs, Luca elevated his play, he played better. Giannis has never played as he did in the regular season. So to me that shows that he he doesn't have it. Like when I watch Giannis play, all I see is athleticism, um, and speed and strength. I don't see any savvy, I don't see any IQ, I don't see any making the people around me better. That's what I don't see in Giannis. But Luca has all those stuff, and he's strong and he's big. So that's why I think Luca's gonna be a problem for years to come. <sighs> Well, okay, yeah. So, you are right. Well, I
0: will push mm-hmm. back on you. I want not say that Giannis has never played as good as did in the season in the playoffs. It's just when he gets to, like, those pivotal moments, like two years ago, the Eastern Conference Finals. The big part why they lost, because he didn't elevate his play when it mattered the most, or even, like, this past season against Miami. But I think that those teams had a lot of, like, good personnel to match up against Giannis to, like, expose his limitations. Yeah. I mean, he can't shoot. So, what they did is just built the wall mm-hmm. early. They slowed the, the Bucks down and made him a half-court basketball mm-hmm. team, and then that, that like, from there can expose Giannis's limitations. Whereas Luca, you're right. Luca really doesn't have any limitations yep. on offense. You can make a strong case if, if Porzingis didn't get hurt. They probably could have beat the Clippers in that and, series because Porzingis was Porzingis killing. was, killing. was Yo, <laughs>
1: listen, Porzingis got kicked out the first game. Or was it the second game? One, one <laughs> of those first two games, he got kicked out.
0: I, I believe it was yeah. game one. Terrible, terrible. terrible. Got kicked
1: out. Right, and they was they only lost that game mm-hmm. by maybe they lost it by a lot, but you could see how the game how the how the game was going. To me, Luca looked like the best player on the court um, with Kawhi and Paul George there. Luca looked like the best player, and Porzingis looked like the best between him and Paul George. So you could say that. I still think the Clippers would have won the series just because Luca's still very young, and, and you gotta. I feel like you gotta learn how to win in this league, but. Yeah, but I think, I think, yeah, uh, go ahead.
0: No, no, yeah, go go nah, nah, you're good. I was just gonna say a lot of people be hating on Luca for some reason. I Maybe mean, because he's, he's white, it's uh, cause he's, 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 he's just a young, like, yo, he, he, hasn't, he hasn't done anything yet. I'm like, dog, he's
1: nasty. But I think he's, a, I think personally, he might be a top five player already clearly right now in the league. And I, I don't have him as, as a league MVP. clearly is. I think people who say that just because he's not like, he's not like a typical basketball player. Like, he's not super athletic, he's not super fast, he's just like, He's like Paul Pierce a little bit. Like, he can just get to his spots, get to his spots, get to his spots. And you can't speed him up. You can't slow him down. So, that's a really good thing to have at a young age that he has. Because as he ages, he'll still be able to to shoot. He'll still be able to pass. He has the vision, crazy vision. So, I think is going to be a beast for years to come. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Like,
0: he's special. Like, he's so fundamentally sound. Like, he knows how to pick his spots. He knows when to kick the ball out. Not, he didn't overdo it on offense, mm-hmm. I feel like. Not to me right now, at least. The only thing, the only thing he gets to work on up right now, I think, right now is just his three point shooting. Because he hovers like around yeah. 31%. I believe he shot yeah. that from the field last year. So he needs to get to like 37%, 38%. No, think, He'll be fine. Like, he's going to get yeah, better man, as, think, he, as he gets I older. Think that's
1: a little overrated, though. People saying he, he, his shooting percentage is too low. So. From, from, yeah, from, yeah, from, from, from the three from the point, three point I, I even think that's, talking about. that's a little far fetched. Like, for example, let's say uh, Giannis has a better shooting percentage from three. I'm, I don't know the numbers, but let's just say he does. He still can't shoot better than Luca. Well, yeah, he still can't the, shoot better than Luca. Well, yeah, in that case, in that case, because he, shoots he, shoots, last, he shoots less Luka, than Luca. Yeah, exactly. So Luka has the ball he, he in can his hands. Luca has to take tennis. tough shots at the end of the shot clock. So you got to factor in all those stuff. Double teams. He's got to work through all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you got to factor those stuff in there too.
0: Oh yeah, no, no, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, you no, no ever confuse yeah, But I'm being just saying, a better shooter people than, go Luka by the numbers like too
1: much. Like, I think Marcus Smart has a better three point percentage than Luca. But can he shoot better than Luca? I don't think so. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? No, I don't think so. I love Marcus Smart by the way. It's my guy. Yeah, right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so uh, so I'm thinking about uh, of a storyline right now that
0: I hope comes to an end. I was mm-hmm. hoping it would end today. And that's where will James Harden go?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, <sighs> I'm thinking I'm thinking right now, I not I've been like mm-hmm. anything all day. But I'm thinking if, I, I'm thinking Miami's gonna do it, do it. Yo. I don't it's think Miami's gonna do it.
1: Nah, I don't I think, think Miami's gonna do it. Miami's got too many of those rookies that could Why pop. Not? Like Duncan could pop, Kend- Kendrick Nunn could pop, Tyler could pop. They got too many of those players that could pop So I, I think they're gonna try to keep that little what they have with the Jimmy Butler. And I think I mean I'm not sure, but I think that they would have to either add Jimmy or Ben. To that, to that trade, and I wouldn't do that. So I was gonna say that a team people should look at is Toronto. Toronto's got a bunch of, a bunch of good players. Like Boucher, he's a good player. He's got upside. They got Pascal that could be they that that star that 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 Houston will want. Or if not, um, if not Toronto, the Bucks. I think the Bucks is probably the best fit for him. You got Chris Middleton is a, is a person you could trade as as your A.K.A. star or star player, right? He'd have to, he he, he has to be included yep. in the trade. Yep. He's going to probably be the centerpiece of the trade. So, it's probably going to be Chris Middleton. Maybe you want Dante. Maybe you want – I don't think they can trade Drew yet because they just traded for him, right?
0: Yeah, they can't trade until December. Trade,
1: yeah, they can't trade Drew. So um, well, well, my
0: fault. I said, I said December. I don't know when exactly, but usually it's like December.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's This whole timeline is messed up, but <laughs> – but um, I think the Bucks would be the best fit if, they, if he wants to go ahead and win a championship. I hope he doesn't go to the Nets. Actually, I do as a Celtics fan because I think it's going to fuck everything up if he goes to the Nets. Um, Kyrie's <laughs> going to want the ball. KD's going to want the ball. James is going to have the ball. So I think the Nets right now are probably the most dangerous team in the league other than the Lakers. So I think if he'll he'll mess up that. Um, that that kind of chemistry that they, I think they're trying to build. I, I'm only looking off the preseason game against the Celtics, but they were, they look good. So I think that I hope he doesn't go to the net. Either Toronto or the Bucks is the best fit for James Harden right now. Okay, so my thing with that
0: is only I'm I'm, I'm thinking that a team like Toronto wouldn't mortgage the whole future because I mean James made it pretty clear that. He wants to play in a big market city. He's a Toronto big, market, big type market guy.
1: Toronto's a Toronto's huge market. Stop oh, playing the with country. T- Start, stop stop, stop the playing country. with me. Toronto is a huge market. Stop playing What's with the country. What NBA Toronto.
0: players willingly wanted to go to Toronto?
1: Nobody really wants to go to Toronto, but it's, even it's, Kawhi, it's a different like country. Toronto. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a different country. You're right, but different on, lifestyle. Man. It's a different lifestyle. You're right, but come on, man. So why would a team
0: like Toronto? So, why would a team like Toronto mortgage a hill future when he could be gone in like three years? You know what I'm saying? So, I think, the that, I think the only team that's going to really go out the heart is a team that knows that they can keep him long term if they're going to give I up think, these assets.
1: I think, they could, I think Toronto could convince James to stay there long term because I know they'll give him the keys. And that's what James Harden is used to based off Houston. I don't know where he could go, but he'd get the keys. You know what I mean? Like if he goes to the Bucks, that's still Giannis' team. If he goes to the Nets, that's KD's team or Kyrie's team. If he goes to like, give me another team, another team, maybe Sixers. That's not his team. That's still Embiid's team. You know what I mean? So I hmm. think Toronto would give him the keys. And Toronto, they in their track history, they they have mortgaged their future uh, 4 star players. Kawhi is a obvious is an obvious example of that. So. Toronto is is their fan base is huge and, and they're always looking to win. And the guy's name is Masai Ujiri, is is um their president. He's a and dealer, so I think Toronto is a sleeper to get him. They could they could boo Pascal. They've got a a a lot of uh, a lot of role plays that are good. I wouldn't trade Van Vliet or Kyle Lowry, but I'll give you pretty much everybody else on my roster. Um, I think Toronto is a sleeper team to get him. And Toronto needs to make a move or they're going to become irrelevant in the East because the East is getting really good really fast.
2: Yeah,
0: no, I, no, that I agree with, but I don't know if James is the right is the right person. I mean Miami. Just, yeah. Go ahead. I mean Miami. I, I think of Miami because I think that they realized that most likely them getting to the finals last year was an admiration, and now with the East loading up with KD, you got mm-hmm. the Sixers. the Sixers are better. The mm-hmm. Nets are better. Milwaukee's mm-hmm. still around. It's mm-hmm. very hard to get to to sustain like a high level of of um competitiveness without yep. a real true superstar. Bam is a great player. I don't know if he's a superstar. He's definitely an all-star, and so is Jimmy. They're not a superstar. You need superstars to win in this
1: league, win, so, win long-term. You need superstars to win championships. To get to the finals, I think, I, like, I disagree wholeheartedly that you said it was an admiration that they got to the finals. I said it, 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 it might be. Yeah, it, it might be. Yeah, because I think the Heat are one of the best teams in the league, not, let, let alone the East, in the league. The way that they're deep. They're coached well and they play hard and and they play defense. Um, that's yep. An obvious and obvious play is that Bam block on Jason Tatum, which is probably the defensive play of the year. Um, probably, but that, that they are. Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, it they, was. I, I would say that. Yeah, they are the. I think they are what a team is. Everybody on that team plays well. Like for example, people forget about Kendrick Nunn. He was a first team all rookie. He was better than Tyler Hero before they got into the bubble, but he got hurt. And then Tyler got started, started to get in his rhythm. All power to Tyler. But Kendrick Nunn is a player, too. Duncan Robinson is a player. Um, they've got they've, – Gorin is a player. Gorin was their leading scorer. And, and I'm, he's, like, the fourth person I mentioned. So they, they're a deep team. I don't think – I think that people are sleeping on them. Oh, it's the bubble and admiration. But Jimmy is a player. Jimmy is a game of 40 in the finals. Uh, Bam is – is, is, he's probably not, like, a stat sheet stuffer like other players are. But his impact on, a, on winning – is huge and he got the max extension. Pat Riley's not just handing those out, so I think Miami, oh, no, is, no. Miami is a great team. I don't think they're just a good team, uh, I think they're a great team.
0: Oh no, like I, I agree with you. Mo- I agree with the most part. They, they play well, they're hard, their coach, mm-hmm. like that organization is a great organization, and mm-hmm. they really like do good up on development mm-hmm. players. But Spoke. history tells you you need like superstars. And, and don't get a twist twisted. I'm a fan of, of Miami Heat and the way they play. Mm-hmm. I'm not really a fan of Harden. So I, I really don't want to see Harden go there. Yeah, I don't. I, think, I like. Yeah. I actually like. I like watching them play.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't like watching them play if James Harden was there. <laughs> yeah. But, Can I say? Yeah. Let me I, say I just feel about like that my, James Harden had, thing, though. Let me say one thing real quick about that well, James Harden. Well,
0: wait a minute. Are you gonna say okay. like whether like are, are you talking to talk about like give your thoughts on how he's dealing with the whole situation?
1: No, I was gonna talk about his style of play. Okay. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. So I think a lot of people kind of forget who James Harden really is. Mike D'Antoni is a coach who puts the ball in one player's hands and says, go give me 30 and go give me 10 assists. That's the coach. So James Harden is a player. If the coach is telling James Harden, shoot every time, James Harden, shoot every time. But we have to remember, James Harden came from OKC off the bench. He was their de facto point guard in um, in crunch situations. That's true. James Harden doesn't have to play like that. That's the coach telling him to play like that. When Kevin McHare was there, was there, he didn't play like that. He had he had Dwight. They moved the ball. He still was obviously their, their number one option, but he wasn't just dribble, 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 iso every game. That's Mike D'Antoni. People have gotta uh, gotta remember that. That's Mike. Mike D'Antoni. and Daryl Morey. And Daryl Morey. And Daryl Morey. Yep, you're right. But that's Mike D'Antoni. James Harden, I think, is one of the most adaptable players that that in, in the league. He can play off ball. He showed that at OKC and still be a a, a plus player. Let's not talk about the finals, but in the, he can still be a plus player. So I think James Harden can play a different type, a different style of basketball, and still be an All NBA type of player.
0: Hey, my thing is that once you have it your way, you're playing for so for, for so long a certain step. Th- Certain style for so long, mm-hmm. it's hard to break these habits. Yeah, and, and, and now at this point, when James Harden has like what three sc- straight scoring titles, came out averaging 36 or one, I'd be mean, 35, 36 one season,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's gonna go back to being off the ball. That's gonna be very hard to, to convince that man to do. I agree, he's, so he, he's
1: still in his prime. But, but, the, but if he wanted to keep doing that, he would stay in Houston. I know they got a new coach, Steven Styles. He's 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 probably he's like, um. He's a journeyman, like, uh, assistant, right? He's been an assistant for like 20 years. But mm-hmm. Steven Silas ain't gonna tell James Harden to pass the ball. Let's keep it real. He, and if he does, James is not gonna pass it. So, if he wanted that style, I think he would just stay in Houston. I think he wants to progress. So, I think that's why he even had the Nets. Cause even if he goes to the Nets, he knows he's not gonna have the ball as much. So, why, oh, of course not. Why would he put the Nets I, as a team that he wants to go to if he just wants to ISO like he did in, um, in in uh in Houston, granted they had Tony's on the nets now, but you you know you got KD and and Kyrie, so
0: yeah, I mean uh, that will be interesting, mm-hmm. so we were talking about the nets, like mm-hmm. um you mentioned the nets mm-hmm. you think Kyrie and k d can um, survive the big apple of that media market because that's a beast like, Absolutely. these guys are um, ultra, I mean these guys are ultra talented right mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to go to the finals. Mm-hmm. i mean I, 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 I think they're going go the finals. yep so also talented, two of the most skillful players in the league's mm-hmm. history, but they, they get agitated very easily. Yep. And being in that media market is a different beast in New York City. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they had, the, if they had the, the tough skin for that, to deal with that media 24-7 news cycle in New York City.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm looking to see, see how that's going to play out. What do you think about that? So I think you, you have valid, valid points to bring up. Absolutely. Um, yep. Another point I, I would bring up um, is, is I don't know who their leader is. I don't think, I don't know if it's Kyrie, I don't know if it's KD, but I think it needs to be kind of defined. Um, is KD the leader? KD's the best player, clearly, but is he the leader? Um, so I think they have to iron those little wrinkles out. Uh, Steve Nash, I don't know what kind of coach he is. is. he? I mean, I'm assuming he's offensive, but we don't know what type of coach he is. Um, so I think they got to smooth those things out. But on a basketball court between them lines, man, you give me KD, you give me Kyrie, and their bench is crazy. Like their 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 back five or their bench five is is like Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Joe Harris, um, Jared Allen Island and whatever whatever I can name four players so that's four real players. Gerald Green. Green, they got Gerald Green. They must have just signed him. Yeah, yeah. so they got players. Yeah, he, he played on. He he played on Friday. He did because he he was on. Yeah. Okay, okay, so they 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 got players over there and they're deep. So. I think the Nets are probably the biggest threat to the Lakers repeating cuz I don't think the Clippers is really there yet honestly they don't have a point guard I think that's how you I, I think that's their biggest flaw is they don't have a point guard um I, I know Tyron Lewis is a new coach but like Patrick Beverly, he has no playmaking gene in his in his in his in in, in, in in his body so like Kawhi's not really a playmaker would you would you say Paul George is a playmaker or a scorer. I think he's more of a scorer than a playmaker. So, until they get that piece, even is not a playmaker. He's a scorer. Until they get that piece, like, if they got Rondo, then I'd be scared. If they got Dennis Ruda, then I'd be scared. But they're both not on the Clippers, so I think the Clippers are fatally flawed. Um, I think they'll they'll bow out to, to either the Lakers or Denver in the playoffs. They might win a couple of rounds, but I think they'll bow out. They won't make the Western Conference Finals.
0: Well, yeah, to me, I mean, I definitely agree with you that Brooklyn is a team that the, that that has the best chance right now to beat the Lakers. You don't, know, they don't, yes. they don't have to make any drastic changes with that roster. I think they're perfectly fine as constructed. Just got to get me the too. rhythm of playing with each other and get more cohesiveness exactly. and more familiarity with each other. To the Clippers' point, I don't think they're done yet, man. I mean, yeah, they don't have a point guard now, but that can very well change. It's going to be hard because yeah. they won't get the whole future to get PG. But they wanted to, to um, satisfy Kawhi Leonard and get him over there. Yeah. Um, but they got to get real creative. Uh, I know they want to mm-hmm. get rid of Lou Will to get rid of that uh, old culture there. Yeah. Um, but but I, I like Ibaka. I think is better than um, Harrell. I think, I think- a, uh, Harrell plays off more energy, but Ibaka is a better shooter. He's a better defender. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I I think that's an upgrade in itself. Lou Kennard, he gets hurt a lot, but he's a solid point guard. No, he's, he gets hurt no, a lot.
1: Lou is not a good player. Stop. Luke good. is trash. No, he's not, E he, Man. Come on. Come on. Come on, E. Come on, E Man. Come on. Come on, E Man. Let's let's talk real. I watched <laughs> Luke Kennard. He's not good. He's not a he's good, but he's player. injury
0: prone. So they, so they need to get a, a real a solid point guard at at, the, at that spot. At that yeah, position.
1: He, Luke Kennard is not a knockdown shooter. He's not a great defender. He's not a, a, a slasher. He's like a solid NBA player. He's not good. He's a solid NBA player. Give me Spencer Dinwiddie over Luke Kennard. Give me, oh, yeah. yeah, But Spencer Dinwiddie's not good. He's a solid NBA player. You see what I'm saying? I'll, like, go ahead. I mean, Dinwiddie's good. He's good, yeah, but, but get- he's not. He don't even start. Like he started last year, but he, he's not gonna start this year. So no, he's like, not. Yeah, so he, he's not a good NBA player. He's a solid NBA player, but he's not good. That's why Luke Kennard they gave him what 64 mil. Like, come on, man. They're giving everybody a bag. <laughs> 64 mil
0: listen. Listen in today's NBA climate, that's light. That's light change. So, that's light uh, he's, he's,
1: change. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Today's NBA I'll climate. Take that. And, yeah, we will. I'm talking about NBA players. <laughs> so, <MP>. and <laughs> and they got Nicholas Batum. That's, oh, not, a that. Batum
1: oh, that's is not a bad. That's not a bad signing,
0: signing for them. Batum is a good yeah. sign. I didn't know
1: they had him. But Batum is a yeah, good like, signing for them. I like Batum, yeah, but he's getting a, little, getting a little long in the tooth.
0: It he is true. He, tooth, he, he, he's he's getting older. He's getting older. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So who who do you got in the finals? Um are to call it
1: right now. I, yeah, yeah, I got the Nets Lakers in the finals. That's my pick. Um, I think the Celtics. I would love to pick the Celtics, but let me. Can I complain to you a little bit about the Celtics? Just a little bit. Let me complain about them. Oh, go ahead, man. What are we doing, man? Oh. <laughs> what are we doing, man? We got like six players on our roster that wouldn't make another NBA team. <laughs> Grant Williams, you're not making another NBA team. Daniel Tice, I love you. You're not making another NBA team. Uh, uh, uh Pritchard, you're not making another NBA team. Nee Smith, I need more from you. Kemba, play defense. Oh, score, Kemba. But I know Kemba's hurt. But I'm I'm real frustrated on the Celtics right now because I think every team in the East took a step forward. Maybe except for Toronto, they took a step forward. They're getting better. They're trying to get better. Except the Celtics, we lost Gordon for nothing except for the trade exception. But who who can we even get with that trade exception? Like who who's even available to even put in that position to get? So, I, I'm well, I mean, sure, I mean yeah.
0: honestly, I'm, not, I'm, I'm I'm being serious. I think that Tristan Thompson kind of helped solve the problem that, that that y'all that y'all had last year. Like I guess the Heat when it was clear, like Bam just had his way with Tyson, was just doing whatever he wanted to. So
1: <laughs> I feel like Tristan will provide at least some resistance there. So I disagree wholeheartedly, right there. So Bam wasn't the reason we lost that finals. Bam is a good player. Bam is going to get his numbers on anybody. Did you not? Did you not watch Game Six? He looked like a Kemal one. But but Bam is a good player though. He's he's a yeah, good he player. He's a good. Yeah, player. He he's gonna get his. He's gonna get his. The reason we lost was Tyler Hero. Was 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 Duncan Robinson was scoring, scoring every time. <laughs> That's the reason we lost. The, the reason we lost was because Kemba wouldn't give me 30, not one game. That's the reason we lost. The reason we lost is Kemba wasn't guarding nobody. Gordon Hayward came in and played scared. There's a clip of him missing a, 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 a wide open layup. I think it was 67 to 71 in crunch time in the third quarter. Daniel Tyson hit him with a nice demi. He bummed the layup. That's the reason we lost. It's because we played scared. Bam is a good player. I'll take nothing from him. He played amazing. But that's not the reason we lost. We actually outscored Miami in the play, in that series. If you look at the numbers, we outscored them. It's just that they play better in the clutch time, and we play terrible in the clutch time. That's the reason. That we is lost. true. That's the reason we lost. Bam, Bam is a good player, so he's gonna get his. So especially because we don't have a dominant center, anyways. Like, so you're right. Um, uh, what's his name again? The Kardashian. I just I just blanked on his name, but, <laughs> Tristan. but Tristan Thompson. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a good player. I like him a lot. He's he's an upgrade from Tice, but Bam's still gonna get his fourteen and ten on him. He's still gonna get that.
0: So yeah, yeah, but, yeah but Bam, Bam numbers, numbers were crazy in Game Six. I'm like,
1: yeah, yeah, Bam, okay. yeah. You played really well, but Bam was a All Star starter this year, right? Like, yeah, I, he's, I like Bam a lot. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's definitely a worth player. worth an Bam. extension. He got he's a good player. He's that's what I'm saying. Like I wasn't I wasn't surprised Bam went off. I wasn't. Like, I, w- I, did not, I didn't expect Tice to stop him. I, I, just, I expected Kemba to give me 30. I, I expected that. I expected Tyler Hero to not drop 37 on Kemba. I expected that. So, that's kind of <laughs> where, why we lost. Is, and I expected Brad Stevens to make some kind of adjustment. They made no, not one adjustment to the zone. Did you see how the Lakers play the zone? Put a big on the, mm-hmm. on, the, on the baseline, put the ball in the middle, make Ben make a decision. Either you shoot a, a nice mid-range or the alley to the rim. Why couldn't they do that? Why couldn't they do that? Yeah. And the Lakers weren't letting
0: Duncan Robinson and Tyler Harrell get comfortable.
1: Exactly.
0: They get was, up in they, them. They, 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 sure they, they kept the body in them for the most part. Get up part. in them. Everywhere they were. Yeah, KCP yeah.
1: played well in that. He, get up in them. And and the thing is, Miami still won two games. One without them. And that's why I'm like, yo, why mm-hmm. do people think Miami is an aberration? They're a good team. Coached well. They played well in clutch situations. They're a dangerous team. The dangerous, dangerous team. No, they are. But to get back to you about the Celtics, right? Yep. With Kemba,
0: mm-hmm. I was trying to tell people, yeah, like Kemba, I think he's a better, not a better, not a better player than Kyrie. Definitely a better fit with the team. But at the same time, like he's very miniature yeah. and he doesn't really play any defense, yeah. and that's going to be a problem with him trying to get to the rack against all that length in the East with mm-hmm. the Embiid, the Giannis. Mm-hmm. Um and now, now you got KD now. Yeah. And he's never been a great defensive player. And there was rumors that the reason that some part of the reason why Mike Mike and Charlotte um were reluctant to give him the, the five year deal is because of his knee problems. Yeah. Like, he's got like a like a really bad knee problem going on. Dejected. So now I, I think I believe he's like thirty thirty one. Mm-hmm. That that's not gonna be That's not gonna be a good I don't think that contract's gonna age well. It's gonna be a bad contract in like a couple of years. Let me tell you what we should have maybe, done. Maybe maybe a yeah.
1: Let me tell you what we should have done. Okay. We should have let Terry grow. We should have let Terry Rozier grow with us. Terry Rozier, is, he's kind of like being lost in um, Charlotte right now. They just drafted LaMelo. Mm-hmm. Devontae Graham had a breakout season last year. But and Malik Monk, they got, they, uh, Charlotte's got a lot of guards. So he's kind of getting lost in the mix. But I think he fit our team perfect because roles were defined. Jason is our number one option. Jalen's number two. Everybody else gets yours. Right, mm-hmm. I think that's very important in the playoffs. In the playoffs, Kemba probably statistically played well. Right, he probably had a nice because I remember in the playoffs, Miami was playing boxing one on Kemba. Right, so yeah, so Kemba probably played well, uh, statistically, but like the feel of the game, he didn't really have it when we needed big buckets. He didn't really have it when we needed a stop. He didn't really have it. Terry Rozier, um. Roles were defined. Jason, boom, you get it. It's your, it's your team. When Kemba was there, Jason was kind of like, oh, Kemba, help me. Kemba, help me. Kemba, help me. Kemba could have helped. He just couldn't. So I think that's kind of a fatal flaw we made. I think Danny A just wanted to save face after Kyrie just up and left. So he was like, I need another, I need another star. And Kemba had just made it, I think, 13 All-NBA that year. So he got the bag. So, I, I mean, I can see why Danny A just did that, but I think that was a fatal flaw. Ted Rose was a Celtic. In my, in my eyes, he's a Celtic. He plays hard. He plays defense. He he, he grits and grinds. So he's a Celtic. Kemba, is Kemba a Celtic? Hmm. You know what I mean? Is he a Celtic? Marcus Martin is a Celtic. Taylor Brown's a Celtic. Jason Taylor's a Celtic. Hmm. Is, is Was Gordon ever a Celtic? Hmm. I don't know. You see what I'm saying? Hmm. Well, I mean, come on, like five five
0: minutes into his career as a Celtic, he had that I nasty injury. I'm
1: not giving am not giving Gordon no breaks. No pun intended. I'm not giving <laughs> him not one break, bro. I'm not giving him because he all right, the first year, I get it, you're coming back. It's been like four years, bro. You bumming layups. I I can show you I wish I could show you clips. Bumming clutch layups. I'm not I'm not giving Gordon no pass. Cause he's he should have been our number one our number one option. Um, he should have been our top scorer. That's that's what would have made us a championship team. Is we had Gordon giving us 20, Jason giving us 20, Dylan giving us 20, Kemba giving us 15, 17. That's what would have made us a championship team. But Gordon didn't want to play well. Marcus, Marcus was like with like, I guess, I don't know if he scared Gordon or something, but Marcus was taking Gordon shots because Gordon was scary, bumming layups and all that. Don't get me started, man. <laughs>
0: yeah. They, they really let Marcus take. 23 starts in an elimination game that's uh, honestly never never if, a good thing you're
1: right it's not a good thing just because he's not a, a, a star but if you watch that game nobody else is shooting shoot the, if nobody else is shooting <laughs> shoot the ball marcus no, nobody else is shooting shoot the ball i think he hit like seven threes that game too though so let's not forget that marcus did play well I'm, uh, all right all right
0: so like so oh yeah i forgot to
1: ask you earlier about Giannis, mm-hmm. right with that, with that extension what, what, what do you think about that extension he signed? Smart move, mm-hmm. not a smart move. Good for the league, bad good for, the for the league. league. Good for the league, absolutely good for the league as a total because nobody's going to Milwaukee for nothing. Um, uh, was it good for Giannis? Let me think about that for one second. I think it's good for Giannis, just off this legacy wise. Um, Giannis. Is gonna go down as one of the best players of all time, even though I think he's not. But I think he's gonna go down as one of the best players of all time. He is gonna be the face of Milwaukee for years to come, right? Even after he retires. So I think that's good for legacy wise. So I, I know people say the championship thing, but he if he ever went to another team, I don't think he would be that guy. Like AD went to a, went to um, the Lakers. I think that's good for him legacy wise but I don't think it would be good for Giannis legacy-wise. Do you agree with that or you disagree? Um, I can see why you're
0: saying that because, well, like, without – Giannis, the best player on his team, he's had, like, championship expectations. AD's never been in a championship expectation situation ever. Outside of playing with LeBron.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so I see what you're talking about. So that's kind of why I think it's good for Giannis to stay there and kind of build because if he does, let's say he breaks through right? Let's say he breaks through. Let's say mm-hmm. all the injury guards is on his side, right? Boom, that that elevates him. Yeah, so if, if he was able to break through and, and win a championship, he he's on the Mount Rushmore, I think, because of, of how he came into the league and his progression, and if he's able to take that next legendary step, that would be the ultimate basketball story, in my opinion. Just because when Giannis came in, he was a skinny kid. I always remember this. Danny Age drafted Kelly Olenek over Giannis. So I, I always remember that. So if he's able to take that step, which I don't think he's going to, just because I think that his IQ is terrible, he needs to learn how to play basketball and not just be an athlete on the field.
0: I wanna go as far as to say he's terrible. Um, I think
1: he's and, and- Terrible.
0: And, and listen, you you gotta cut Danny Ainge some slack there because a whole lot of teams passed on Giannis. It wasn't just him.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kelly, um,
0: no, <laughs> <come. laughs> um, nah, man. Like I'm really, I'm, I really like the fact that Giannis signed in Milwaukee. I think it's a good look for the league mm-hmm. to see a, a player of mm-hmm. his caliber. elected to stay in a small market. Now mm-hmm. it's a five year deal. So three years from now, if they're not winning, if, it, if he doesn't even get to the finals, he could pull mm-hmm. a hard and ask for a trade with two years left in his deal. So that's a possibility yeah. and something to look at. But I think it's good for the just for the immediate future. It's good that he stayed in Milwaukee, have have a small market team be relative, competitive. It's dope. Because mm-hmm. if, if he left, then that would have, like, gave no hope to small markets. The um, yeah, Supermax extension would have been basically useless at that point. So he mm-hmm. he kept hope alive for the small markets. But that means the small markets need to continue to draft well, um, to make yeah. good signings, and um, just work from there, building the draft. Because you're not going to get star yeah. players like a LeBron or a
1: Kawhi or a Kevin Durant to I mean, elect to play in a small we, we market. We still got Dame. We still got Dame. Dame is probably the only other real small market guy who stayed. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, Dame's Dame's probably the only one that that could do it. I think a way that the NBA could kind of fix this small market problem is to get rid of the cap and give like teams like LA a, a lower cap than teams like. Milwaukee, for example. I know the logistics in that would be kind of difficult and and yeah. like the, the fine print the fine print and all that stuff, but if you can like give the players more money, because you're gonna make more money in New York and in LA than you will in, in Milwaukee off-rip, just because of commercials and all that stuff, media and all that stuff. So if they can kind of like calculate that difference and and kind of give those small markets that extra bump. So let's say a Drew Holiday, for example, who's like a middle like a like a mid-level star, in my opinion. Um, You could give him that extra maybe 10 million to come to Milwaukee as opposed to him going to New York. I don't know if that made sense, but that's kind of something I always thought about. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: tough, man, in, in, in basketball. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's why the, you you got the cap there to make it competitive for the small markets and yeah. the big markets. But there's so much money to these athletes, especially these superstars, to make money off the court. Is a few yeah. mil gonna like really really change your lifestyle? So it's that's yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because I mean, you think about it, De- Anthony Davis could have got that super max, but he decided yeah. to go to. Uh,
0: to the second to, the second biggest yeah. media market in the country. They can make exactly. mad bread, make mad but the court. Exactly. He's still living comfortably, so he'll be high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be
1: right.
0: but yeah, um, so that's it, man. I uh, appreciate it. You, you watching these games tomorrow? I know you are for sure.
1: Yeah, I don't know who's playing though. Who's playing tomorrow?
0: So we got tomorrow is gonna be
1: Warriors and Nets, Clippers Lakers. Oh we. Oh, I'm gonna leave it this take. I'm gonna leave with this take. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy, it's tough one. Steph Curry's always been better than Kevin Durant. Okay. So yeah, on that note we can we can close this uh, <laughs> off. <podcast. No. laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yo, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All you listeners out there, I got my own little my own common sense. My my uh
0: my, my man is please plug whatever you got, man. Yeah, I know yeah you guys are no working more. on I'm
1: gonna plug whether you say I can or not. So I got my <laughs> own little common sense. It's my own little sports talk show. We do kind of what E-Man does. We do our own little twist to it. We do little games, little trivia, kind of trick people up. So if y'all out there, we're going to be starting back up hopefully soon. But this COVID thing has messed everything up. But stay with us. Uh, stay connected. Thanks for listening.
0: All right, my guy. So, yeah, man, I'll, I'll, be, t- I'll be tuning into that too as well, man. Appreciate you for
1: coming Appreciate on. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Come on anytime too to, to my show. We, nice to have you. I bet. I'm, I'm with it. All right, man. Thanks for having me, man. Yes, sir. Have a good night, man. You too. All right. Before we get into
0: the Clubhouse discussion, here's a quick word from our sponsor. All right. Let's get into it right now. Here it is. The Clubhouse Experience. All right. Well, so thank you guys for um hopping on. I got my man Tuss and he brought two people. It was, it's lit. I just wanted to talk to somebody from my podcast about like Clubhouse and the experience so far, since like it's like the new wave. Everybody's talking about it now, so yes. I figured to do that for my podcast like a good twenty-five half an hour conversation about it.
3: All right, cool. Because I've
0: I've only been on it for like a week so far, and uh, it's really really dope to me. I like the way that you're able to like really like connect with people. I feel like it's like one of the strongest social media platforms in terms of networking i would agree and and why is that
3: um one i think it's the only app that does a good job at eliminating the hierarchy of like verifications and i'm a celebrity etc so that's one way that it allows for those connections in um, networking to be organic um when people come in a room there's no symbolic symbol of like status right um, mm. And so that automatically puts people on the same playing field. So people don't feel as uncomfortable or nervous as they normally would, you know, when they know they're walking into a place where celebrities or someone who could kind of, you know, give them an opportunity are.
2: I agree with that. Josh, yeah. What do you think? Um, hold on. Uh, so my thing is. I definitely think it's like one of the strongest especially for networking purposes. Um the thing I like about it is there's not too much visuals. It's 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 really a mental type of thing where you have to you have to really verbalize um you know your thoughts. You can't really sit there and think about like what tweets. I could really sit there and think about the perfect response to you or the perfect answer and yeah granted some people just talk really well and they can say what they want but I think being able to have that dialogue verbally it just sets it apart from anything else and it's in real time so I'm a podcast I'm I'm a podcast head like I like to listen to podcasts but Mm -hmm. I always be like damn I wish I could ask a question here or do that and you can actually do that in a room full of people who are having like-minded conversations so that's why i think it's like it's very different than uh, instagram or twitter or even facebook
0: i i i agree with that um i forget i, I can't really tell the team with the voices so far so who hasn't spoke yet C-C- CC. go ahead close yours
4: um i would say a lot of the things that were already said i really love that you can just have that instant connection with someone especially Mm -hmm. someone that doesn't live in your state or in your area who you may not be able to connect with otherwise I think that's probably the most beneficial to me because it really creates like a level playing field so now you have all Mm -hmm. these people really like at your fingertips for real and um, just going back to what Tony said you know, being on Twitter is like you have more of a chance to compose yourself and really get your thoughts together. Whereas with this, it's like an ongoing conversation, so you have to really just get it together and go, like, speak, say what you have to say. You know. Speak.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, That's- I agree. I feel like this platform, is like, like stresses, like, puts emphasis on like getting your thoughts out quickly in real time because it's like this drop-in audio concept. So I think that's really dope, and that really helps people, like, build their communication strengths who aren't necessarily, like, strong in that field. And if you're already strong in that field, this is probably easy for you, navigating on that app and flourishing there.
3: I've been on Clubhouse too long because I want to tap my mic on and off to applaud what y'all are saying. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been on Clubhouse since early October, actually. Um, really? Yeah. And so when I first got on Clubhouse, the um, the culture of Clubhouse was much different. Um, and so I'm 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 of one of the OG clubs of, of Clubhouse called Late Nights, Early Mornings. Um, and when we got on there, every single room was like a podcast or like a TED Talk. It was very serious. It's very, very like venture capitalist um, oriented. Uh, and it was very like, we're on the stage and everybody else is in the audience. And so we created a room that we didn't care what you did like don't come in and introduce yourself in terms of what you do for work we don't want to hear your LinkedIn bio and then we kept that room open for 12 days and 38 minutes so we hold the current clubhouse record um, and then we initiated like programming and um, different content that wasn't being um, that wasn't being seen in the hallways on clubhouse already kind of like changing the culture um, and and uh, you know sending people to the gulag and like in having spicy time and in letting giving also celebrities a space where they could come and we don't pay attention to them. Like some rooms you go in and celebrities come in and people are like, oh my god, so and so's here. Say hello to them, blah blah. We don't pay them any mind, so they they love mm-hmm. that about it. Um, but but I love that clubhouse. I think if you're thinking about it more in a creative space, it's giving people the space to do things that have never been done before. Like on our stage, we debuted one of the first, I think ever, audio movies, right? And Ava DuVernay mm. came in and Quest Love came in and they were like, this is this is revolutionary, right? Um and so it's given creatives, people who are just not coming on the platform to jump in other conversations or to have conversations, a place to really reimagine how to um, transform their talents to this audio space, right? Because we've never had a social media that is just your authentic voice, right?
1: That's but true. But now
3: I'm seeing DJs like be at the actual club in a parallelogram, <laughs> unfortunately, but also opening the room on Clubhouse so that people can come in and listen to their DJ set while they're really doing it in real time. So if you're using it in a way that is expansive, than just like, oh, this is an audio social media. I can go connect with people and network with people. You are, like, you're going to be able to make a lot of, one, money, a lot of new connections, but also a lot of new creative, um, uh, like, copycats in a sense. So setting, like, a new creative... uh, um, tone for, for how we move forward, especially in, in a panoramic.
2: So, mm. you know, E, I know you're kind of, you You just got on in December. Uh Like, I've been, I've been about a week, so a week made it on Thursday, made it a okay, week. Okay, so I, I got on early November, so, and and it's it's crazy because Shakir probably got on a week before, a uh, month before me, but in those 30 days or whatever it was, um that's like a lifetime on clubhouse because yes. every every month clubhouse is changing so drastically i mean when i was on there you got to see every single room And now there there's trending rooms now you can only see the rooms that go with the algorithm follow um yep so uh just to her point i think you know we didn't see what the early with the early stages, well, with the original, I guess, concept of what clubhouse was, but like, but like black people do, uh-huh. we, we, we're going to, we going <laughs> to turn it up and make it something like, and that's basically what's happening when you're looking at our perspective of what we're seeing on clubhouse, because it is the algorithm does um, kind of follow. It makes, it makes your experience based on who you follow. So like, for me, I rarely see white people. I rarely see white people, but we know that there's white people on the app and we don't know what their experience is, but we can, we know it isn't probably as lit as us, or it doesn't, it doesn't pertain to our culture. So... I think. So. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. I mean, is there really white
3: people on Clubhouse? though? Yes. And so I, 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 I want to tap into that because this. Uh, so the so the founders and the co-founders of Clubhouse do a weekly um, town hall um, and they mm-hmm. explain this. And literally white people show up at the town hall and their concerns are that they only see black people in their hallways. And why is that? And so what Clubhouse is um, goal is, is to be. Uh, like the club houses, like people make club houses and then under that, under your club, you can make all different kinds of content in different rooms, right? And so what white people have done um, is they realize, okay, black culture is taking over this app. Let's go private. So they're in their clubs, their own respective clubs, and they open in private rooms under their clubs and we can't see them, right? Because one, we either don't follow them or we're not a part of their clubs. And so um, we a lot of us we're just having public rooms, pu- open public rooms. If you don't have a club, um, or you don't know how to navigate the app yet, you don't really know how to use everything yet, you don't know um, that when you open a room under your club and you close it, it's only open to people who are either followers or members of your club. But mm-hmm. like, it's different for like late nights, early mornings, because we have 11,000 members and followers of our club. Um, and so. Every time we open a room, 11,000 people get that notification. But if you're a, a white person and you already feel like, damn, every time I go in the hallway, it's only black people. You know, you might have a smaller club that's just you and the other venture capitalists or whatever y'all may do. And now y'all are just in the back scenes and you're still being able to capitalize and use clubhouse Um, in a way where you're networking, but only with the people that you choose to.
2: Uh, uh, Let me, let me jump in there. So, but here's the thing you do see, you know, you randomly do see white people in the empowering rooms where they're talking about entrepreneurship, stock tips and things like that. So the crazy thing I didn't know, I didn't know that, you know, the white people are there and they're in private rooms. So they can even take information that we're given free because we have open rooms and then go back to their clubs and use it for whatever they want. Like if they have, if they're creating, let's say an app, a new social media app, they can sit in and listen to what black people are talking about and then go back and then, you know what I'm saying? Use it. Manipulate manipulated and and I says, didn't either-
3: that has been the back and forth argument uh like even in the month before that you got on the app so that has been a long-standing back and forth and even black people demanded to have basically quote unquote a black town hall because we know that one our culture is making this app pop and two people are sitting Facts. in our rooms and they're soaking up game as usual Thank and you, and taking it back to where wow. they are or creating their own rooms uh, with the same exact titles. Like, I wish we could see, um, like, past rooms. But if you went back to, like, when my club first started, there used to be replica, replica rooms that would be, le- that would say, like, late nights, early, and then there'll be, like, um, venture capitalists. But they, they knew what they were doing because they knew that we were drawing a lot of attention to our room. Um, and these were white people. And that was a longstanding standing. And it's still a conversation of give black people equity in this app, because we are the ones that are creating the culture and driving this um, to get all of the attention that it's getting. Um, And we're seeing some people were complaining. There have been there have been a lot of uh, I I call them clubhouse viral, but there have been clubhouse viral rooms uh, where white people say, I got kicked out of the room just for being white. Um, because people are like, what are you doing in here? Are you listening and stealing stuff? We don't really know because we haven't really um, developed those relationships where it's authentic that they're in the rooms and they're not leaving with our lingo and our culture with them, right? Um, so uh, the founders have been trying to answer those questions as best as possible and and allow uh, for us to, you know, be a part of the the back end of the app, but also they feel like they don't have control over that racial um, divide in a sense because their app doesn't ask you for any type of racial demographic when you sign up. So it's not, it's not an true. algorithm that they actually created. It's just how we operate. We separate ourselves naturally. Um, and, and, we, and even if we try not to, we don't really know the the um the like sincerity of those people being in our rooms and vice versa because we don't sometimes we don't we just don't get each other's culture to me I would say one of them is very vanilla and the other one is really turned up so it's like you know they might think the complete opposite they're turned up to them might be ghetto and ratchet or whatever they might think of it and and their shit is turned up so we don't we don't really we haven't really gotten to that point where we can understand how that works
0: yeah i would it would be strange for me to be in a room um in a predominantly white room on clubhouse i would i wouldn't feel comfortable there
4: <laughs> only Why? Right. I, I, I mean but basically that's like a real representation right. of life the right. audio would you still feel uncomfortable being in a room
0: um, yeah, it would be weird. I mean, I could see people's abbeys,
4: yeah. I was so I don't know why I was not really connected and I was trying to say stuff and no one was hearing me.
3: <laughs> you disappeared for a little bit, yeah. I only saw me and Tessa's name. I was gonna say that, but I didn't know what happened.
4: It's fine, no, I couldn't tell, but um, I definitely wanted to just piggyback on what you were saying about like people sitting or white people sitting in rooms and like listening to our ideas because I think. I also joined in like early November. And I think one of the rooms that I listened to was just about like protecting your IP and your intellectual property. And I think, like, not to take it away from the race thing, because obviously that's there too, but then also it just stands in general as far as like your intellectual property. So if like, a lot of people spit free gems all the time, like every single day. So essentially it's like, how do you protect anyone from having their information stolen? Somebody else like taking notes, for example, and putting together a little workbook or something, you know, like, yeah, no. So I think that's more of it. It's like, Okay, as people are speaking, is there a way to really protect their ideas and what they're saying? Because what if there are five hundred, a thousand people in the room? Like, how do you go back and trace that and figure out what happened, you know? And then also thinking like, should you be sharing stuff that you wouldn't want other people to hear or like replicate? So I know that a lot of people will share They'll share stuff, and sometimes it does seem like, okay, you're giving me, like, the A to Z, but that's, like, free game that they want to give away. At the same token, there are people who have, like, their courses or their workshops where they might have, like, specific things in there that are, like, the dock connectors, basically, you know, the stuff you pay them for. And so they're not going to share that in a room, and I think maybe that's a way to just... Safeguard what you're saying in the room and make sure like, okay, I can still give game. I can still be an influencer on here, but I can still get my coin too outside of this app and draw people in with these little nuggets or these little gems and then have them come purchase my product, which I see a lot of people doing. And I think that's great. So. Yeah, but see, that, that's kind of hard to me in a sense of, like, like how do you make that balance of, like,
0: giving free game but not giving away an, an idea that you have that's really, really I dope, you know what I'm saying? I think it's kind of hard. It
4: all the time, it, like, I feel like they have, like, a strategy, and I don't know what it is, I'm not an expert, but I do notice that, like, even if you watch, like, YouTube or something, there may be somebody on there who's, like, trying to sell you their full $500 course, right? But they may make, like, a lot of free videos that give you tidbits to let you know, like, this person is informed on this subject, I can just tell by the basic, you know, freebies that they're giving me, let me go ahead and, like, buy their full course because I trust them. I don't know what it is or how they do it, but they do it.
3: Yeah, and I think one way that uh, Clubhouse has figured out how to do that, or people on Clubhouse actually, because when I got on there, I learned this from someone else, is that th- putting their uh, cash apps and things in their bios, um, And so... Some- mm what that does is like I could start giving some free game and then at a certain point I'm like, all right, cash out me for the rest. <laughs> or You know what I mean? Or you could start, it's just being, it's about being creative. So you, those people who are doing the rooms where they're giving out their whole, you know, IP in a sense um, or their, their expertise, you can start rooms where it's like, you can't come into this room until you cash out the moderator $5, right? We're not seeing that in a, in a, broad scope on clubhouse yet but I'm it's you know I the out there the idea the idea is out there so it's you know that's the next wave that's coming people are going to monetize on the information that they're giving away one way or another and also I, I feel like clubhouse people are so gen- generous like I've gotten cash apps just for having my cash app in my bio you know what I mean so yeah so it's really, really just about being creative um and, and how you're giving it away and what you're doing and being mindful of like uh like Sienna I'm sorry I hope I pronounce it DC, right DC. um and and being mindful in how much you're saying and when you're saying it because we also have to think about all of these conversations on Clubhouse are being recorded
2: I was just about to tap into that I was just can I go Yes So, so Yeah so tough to so, man it quiet for well, a minute about, They they killing it they they doing the thing
0: no no, yeah, they, no, no, they definitely um,
2: are. <laughs> I, that, that's one of the things that when, so CeCe actually brought me on. And one of the things that I didn't like was how things were being recorded. Because granted that we are having these private conversations, we have to keep in mind that they are, they're recording everything we say. And people are so free with their words that, and, and this, it's, it's got better. But when I first got on, people were giving out their whole game. Like, I remember texting Cece like, yo, did he just say that about his business, like giving out the entire business plan? And so I think when it comes to the monetization, like people are doing closed rooms now and asking for like $10 um, entry fees and things like that. So people are getting more hip to monetize um, their IP. But at the end of the day, I think what's what's most important is how do you market how do you market yourself in a way to not give too much game but to give enough to get a following then to monetize so it's kind of like the it's kind of like the rush of the wild wild west when you see there's people on there every day all day because they're building their their following so when it's so when the floodgates um open for the public they have some sort of social i guess i would say social media status or currency to for people to drive to their room so that they can, however they figure out how to monetize, is how they do it. But to uh, Shakia's point, I think the dope thing about I don't want to I don't want to say so much negative things about Clubhouse. I think the dope thing about Clubhouse is you have to be creative. You only have one picture that's yep. really really small. You only have a little bio, yep. and then they have to go to your. Instagram page so you got to be intentional what goes in your bio what's what's always current on your Instagram page what's that looks like what your what your Twitter looks like so you have to be very creative and the other thing is you can't just sit back and win on on uh, clubhouse, you actually have to get on stage and say something if you want to build an audience if you want to build a following you can 't just sit back and look pretty you can 't just be funny you have to get up there and engage and follow people and I think that 's the dope concept that I like about it
0: yeah because I feel like, like 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 that engagement is like lost in society nowadays due to, I think uh, due to a large part of technology and this is kind of this techno and this is kind of like what 's the word i 'm looking for ironic that we have a Techno, t- a technical um platform that's bringing that back that engagement back forcing people to be engaging because i felt like it's like a like a, like a large start that is with a so lot of people nowadays because
4: if you think about it like when you go out everyone is really like on their phone thing. on their phone not, Like talking on the phone <laughs> that much anymore and this is kind of like forcing us to have those conversations and that discussion which is really really important and it would be interesting because, you know, right now we're in quarantine, we're all not together, but being able to link and connect with people off of the app, like in person, will also be very interesting just to see if like everything is consistent and it's the same, like, you know, the conversations, the personalities, the energy, like it would just be great to see that consistency because it would really help to build like genuine connections off of the app as well, not just like. Okay, we're talking on the stage, you know, maybe I DM you a couple of times and then um, going back to the monetization. So something I did notice, at least with like two people that I reached out to, I noticed people have like their ways of drawing people to their DM. So yesterday I was in a group about like business credit and how to prove your business credit or improve your business credit. And someone on there had said like, oh, yeah, you can get these types of calls.
2: CC, I think you went mm-hmm.
3: out. Yeah, I think you cut out.
2: Take over, Shakia.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, I'll just, you know, I don't want to say piggybacking. We we basically, like, banned that from Clubhouse. You know, Clubhouse is creating a lot of new uh, social media lingo, um, a, a lot of media personalities. What I was going to say... Um, in tandem with what Tuss was talking about, in terms of you have to be really creative, what I'm noticing is the rebrand of people, right? So I when I'm on Clubhouse, I observe a lot. That's just my personality. So I, I'm touching all the buttons, I'm looking at everybody's profiles, even when I'm in the audience. So what I notice is that when
4: you go to people's
3: profiles now, and you maybe you tap their Instagram, because you can link your Twitter too. Only my only my Twitter is linked. Um, But you tap their profile, say, for, like, Instagram, Mm -hmm. most people now on Clubhouse have deleted their Instagram and started over from the day that they have joined Clubhouse. So it's really, really, um, you know, shaping some people's personalities and their brands going forward um, and helping them capitalize in that way of, like, oh, how do I market myself based on my authentic voice, right? Because your authentic voice is more powerful than, like Tuss said, Thinking of your long, you're thinking really long of what you're going to tweet or how you're going to respond um, uh, by by tweet or what picture you're going to post, and then you you know you put all that Photoshop on it possibly, or you know you got a Snapchat filter on it, whatever it may be. You really just have your authentic voice and your and your personality that should shine through. Um, but you know some people are on there adding circles to their pictures and um, doing extra extraness, you know, to drive people uh to their cash apps or to their Instagrams or or like I like uh, I think Cece was saying or like I was saying, being like, hey, this is as far as I'm gonna go. And to get the rest of this information, click on my Instagram or go to my website or pay me some money <laughs> uh and I'll give you the rest of this of this uh game.
0: Dope. Yeah, I, I I love the way like this is like the most organic social app that I've probably ever been on.
1: Outside of the early outside of the early
0: days of Facebook.
4: Yeah. You cut out too. Oh, there you so, go. Out. Yeah, I'm back. I was <laughs> I was just thinking I was just like Anchor needs to steal something from Clubhouse because I got a call. <laughs> I ignored it and then you guys could not hear me anymore? <laughs> but I could hear you. Damn. Now. It was so weird. But um yeah, so I did hear what Shaquille was just saying too, and I just definitely agree. Like, speaking for me personally, I've learned so much on Clubhouse as far as like social media, marketing, and just branding yourself. So I've like revamped my um my bio within like the first week of me being on there just to be more intentional with my presence on social media because I was just thinking, well, okay, if I'm on this app to network, then I need to make sure when people come to my profile, they know why they're coming to my profile. And then I did the same with my Instagram and tried to like go and do my highlights just to make sure that it was consistent to show that, okay, if I say I do this, when you go to my IG, it needs to all connect and make sense.
3: Right.
0: <laughs> mm, nah, that, that makes perfect sense. It's funny, but when I got, first got on Clubhouse, I was like, yo, uh, you know what? I, let me make a room. I think I tied up my room, help me <laughs> learn how to use Clubhouse. So then like Tusk came on, my other boys came on and they started adding people and then we were just talking, had an organic conversation about like, teaching me how to use the app. And then we think we started talking about like the COVID-19 vaccine and everything. And people people shared their thoughts on that. So it was really, really dope to me. Like how that conversation evolved from like what it was yeah. originally intended for in that moment. And then it grew into something else. So I'm like, okay, this is actually kind of dope. And then from there, I think I went to go update my bio more because I'm a journalist. Um, I have this podcast that I do, like, I try to do it every week. So I've like, I was really, really like with the intention of like promoting this podcast in the bio,
2: promoting that I'm a journalist and just trying to grind and trying to get to where I need so to be. So I will say this, um, you know, with the good comes bad. So we, we can't, we can't discredit that. There are some rooms that are going to be crazy and spicy and it's, so it's a, it's a balance, right? Um, you do get a plethora of information, but you also get a plus, a plethora of goofiness on the app as well. um, So you really got to navigate and tread lightly when you're going through the hallways and picking the rooms and things like that. But again, if you're there for entertainment, there's stuff there for entertainment. If you're there for business, there's stuff there for business. Um, But my experience has been I've been informed more uh, over. So I was on in what, November? I've been informed about so many things in life since I've been on Clubhouse through Clubhouse than I probably did in my entire life. Yes. Uh, and, yeah. and and I would wow. I was about to say, I would say, Shakia, Cece, that's the same experience for you guys?
3: Yeah, for sure. Especially in, like, the creative aspects of uh, how people can use their voices. And, and even going back to something you said earlier to us about communication, like, learning how to communicate. Like, even... Even being able to visually see and tangibly understand, like, damn, I should have been in the audience. Like, I shouldn't be on the stage for this. Mm -hmm. Like, knowing that difference within yourself of, like, damn, actually, I'm just listening and I don't need to be on the stage. And some, um, I think that was, like, a big lesson for me at the beginning. Um, But there's a lot of shit that I tap into on that app and I'm mind blown. Like, I would have never, ever thought of those things or been um exposed to them if i didn't get on clubhouse like i went into a room the other day called um the ocean is a portal to deep space and there were like actual like oceanographers and and people in there talking about that and i was like what the fuck like i couldn't believe (laughs) my bad my bad if i can't swear on your (laughs) platform but like i just oh no you're good you're good. Um, like the information and the connection from going through the ocean into space. Like it was just something I would have never, ever, ever fathomed in my life. But I was in that room just like, like looking like a meme on the good thing people can't see you <laughs> while while you're in those rooms. Right. Um, and then I go to like, even, even though as entertainment, there's like conspiracy rooms, oh, yeah. um, you know, that you just you just jump in and, or stock rooms and just all of these different aspects of life that you can really hear people not teach to you or talk t- down to you or like talk at you, but really talk with you about and and give you the like the keys to just tap into those different industries that quickly because they're just there like, yo, do this, boom, bop, boom, boom. Just like you said, how do I use Clubhouse? And people jumped in there and they yo. showed you exactly how to do it, how to move. That's something you learned, obviously. It's, a, it's about Clubhouse, but it's something you didn't know that you just was able to learn that quickly on Clubhouse.
4: Yeah, it's really fluid. I love how fluid it is sure. and that you can just participate in the conversation. And like you were saying, and not just have people talk at you or teach you but you can actually say well oh they're not really covering this and i'm really interested about it let me raise my hand and ask this question a lot of times even in person there may be questions that other people want to ask that they don't ask and even just by you asking that question or being on the stage there have been so many times where people say like oh yeah you already answered a question that i was going to ask so i think that's also beneficial
0: yeah, it's dope because, like, one of my boys is, like, a photographer here. I think he started, like, a few months ago. So once I seen, like, Tuss – so I follow Tuss, and I'm seeing Matt Photography Room show up on my feet. I'm like, I don't care about this. I'm like, wait a minute. My man's a photographer. Let me get back to him. Like, yo, get on Clubhouse. Bells. My man's a photographer. If you follow him, you can see all the rooms he's in. I'm going to link you all together. And then so I I linked them together now he's telling me like touch them yo know, he's really like really like wants to learn more about it like I like that yeah Something I think, like I really, think really, really the dope.
2: thing about Clubhouse is it's real people right like there are some rooms where ce- celebrities come mm-hmm. in and everyone bigs them up and instantly gives them a moderator badge but but a lot of times like Shakia said like yo you're just a regular person are you adding to the conversation if not just chill and stay in the audience or just you know fall back and. I'm learning from like photography, for instance, I'm learning from real time photographers, like their profession, that's their profession, but they're not like the celebrity photographers. They're just doing it. And they're, they're, they're able to teach me like, Hey, this is what I've done. Oh, you have a question about this. This is the equipment you need. Oh, you have a question about this. This is how you build someone. And it, and I was talking to your boy, uh, earlier, I think V, um, he, the thing I told him is like, yo, if I'm on the app and I'm getting gems and CC was in a room where they said that it's like, yo, I'm not a professional, but I might be at level G, right? And you're, and you're at level A and I got to get to Z, but I can teach you everything from G to A and you're at A. So everything in between, I could give you that and streamline you faster. So, you know, he asked me about some basic stuff. And I'm like, yo, I know that. So it it seems like I'm the professional in that situation. But I I got all that from rooms that I've been in over Mm -hmm. over a month. So that's what I kind of like about that's what I love about clubhouse is just the organic um, and realness of the people who are given the information and you're engaging with. And again, there's always going to be frauds. There's always going to people be people who pretend and uh, pretend to know whether it's stock, business, or everything. So w- while we're saying it's a great app, you uh, you absolutely have to use your discernment when you're getting information from the app as well, as we should anyway.
3: Right, okay. for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you
0: guys think that, that Clubhouse can withstand the test of time? Because I've seen that Twitter's about to launch a new feature called Spaces very similar to clubhouse here's my thing with clubhouse right i think that they should always maintain that exclusivity type model like you can only get on with an invite I think they really should I agree
3: that. with that. I like the invite, but um, also um, it's a little still exclusionary because it's not going to open up to Android for some time, too. So Twitter Spaces is going to allow for those who, who can't even be invited, you know, to kind of get the sense of it. But I don't think it's yep. a competition. Um, and even the owners, and, you know, they're, they're bound to say this, but in their town halls, people ask them that. Like, what do you think about this? Are, is Like, how are you guys going to compete? And they are like, we're not even thinking about them. We're focused on our app that's still in beta, and we're building it out. I really don't think that Twitter is going to be as much of a com- competition um, for Clubhouse because Clubhouse is the precedent. And um, Twitter is like, like for, for me personally, I don't want to go on Twitter and talk to people like I talk to people on Clubhouse. I literally want to go on Twitter and write my tweets. I hear that. that's why I got Twitter, because I was like, oh, this is cool, and see other people typing things in real time in that format now now i gotta hear all these different people talk and look at their fleets and listen to them right it's too it's too it's too much going on, and on app.
2: hold on so cece do you want to jump her or exactly. where, where are
3: you going with it? <laughs> her <Huh?
4: laughs> no i mean like so we had this conversation i want to say this week probably like a couple of days ago just about like spaces and clubhouse and i definitely agree i think they should say exclusive because I feel like that is what has people really, well, that's what has people really wanting to get on the app because a lot of people don't even know what it is. All they keep hearing is Clubhouse Clubhouse and they don't really understand it. So I think that aspect, there's like the fear of missing out. But the second that you open it up and open the floodgates, it'll be okay. The same people that's on Twitter are going to be the same people that are on here. So like what's going to make it different? And I think that exclusivity really works for it. And as far as Twitter, I was in a room the other day about the changes or spaces and how they're going to make theirs a little different. I heard that if, like, let's say you're in a room with, like, 500 people, not even 500, I think it was, like, 100. First of all, they have, like, a limit Mm -hmm. for how many people can be on the stage. It might be 10. It's something small. And then everyone else is kind of counted as, like, an other so they said that you wouldn't be able to see the crowd, which I think is really important that Clubhouse is doing, because if you're able to see the crowd, you can tap on the icon, see who else is in the room and see who else you can connect with. So if yes. Twitter is kind of taking that aspect away, then they're already like losing some of the value that Clubhouse has added.
2: Okay. So since you ain't going to jump, I'm going to have to smoke <laughs> both of you guys. Let me smoke both of them real quick. So <laughs> this is the <laughs> deal. This is the deal. And and Shakia kind of added to my point with the Android users not being on there, right? So when Twitter come, everyone's on Twitter. The whole world's on Twitter, right? And and in the grand scheme of things, like a point zero 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 one percent are on Clubhouse. Like we're really in the in like the low percentile. So here's the thing: all those people who aren't on on uh, Clubhouse they're going to be on twitter and then all those famous people who are twitter famous and instagram famous on that are on clubhouse and they they don't they can't contribute to the conversation so they don't have a following on they have to start over and they don't know how to build that following where they had 40k followers mm. on twitter they're going to be they're going to be heavy in those spaces that's a good they're, point they're going to be heavy. So so Twitter is going to have a bigger community regardless. And even if if only 10 people can be on the stage at one time, they'll see it doesn't work and they'll put in a, a bug and then it'll be 20 people or 30 people. And what we know about social media apps that are popping like Instagram and Twitter is if they build it, the people will come. Everyone complained about the fleets. And now my whole top of my screen are fleets. I've never did one or watched one. I I haven't even. But they're there. Right. And then and then look at the voice notes. Everyone couldn't wait to share their voices and they realized no one gave a fuck. Uh, sorry about that. No one cared. And then they died down on it. So with spaces, <laughs> it's definitely going to take a lot of people away who can't build that following on Clubhouse. And they'll be like, yo, I already got a following on, on Twitter. Why would I have to work so hard? But so I it- want to
3: say something to that point, Tess, because just like you said, the voice notes was bullshit. Right. So, and I think that that was there trial of like okay if we if we let people talk on here and you can hear people's actual voices how would people respond and nobody gave a fuck yeah but so the thing how does that translate to spaces
2: the the and again mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not either for or against i'm i don't, i don't care i'll do either or but what i'm saying about spaces is it's if you're in a room and you're in your voice in your opinion it's different than that floating down your timeline because for the most part i don't read everybody's tweets so even when i see a voice note i just keep it moving um, but when you're in a, a specific room that's talking about sports, that's different than when it, when the voice note is floating down the timeline.
3: Right. You and it's just I mean? random. You're like, right. You're right. Like
2: he, you might have I'm assuming you might have like 25 followers right now. You probably have a thousand on Twitter right now. Why wouldn't you want to be in spaces with a thousand where you can reach a thousand people? You know what I'm saying? So it's. I don't. I, again, I don't yeah. know if Twitter is gonna overthrow it, but it's definitely something that needs to be on the radar. And they're acting like it's 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 not. Don't worry about it. We got this. Twitter's not gonna do anything. And it's like, nah. Twitter's coming, and they got a big they got a big following. And everyone who's not in the ink quote unquote ink crowd, which is a low percentile, they're definitely gonna want to start there. Their, whatever it's called spaces rooms to, to compete like all right bet y'all go over there but i'm building this following over here because if you can monetize because the end of the day any social media app re- realistically is how can i monetize so if you, so if you have all these people oh, yeah. on twitter just just lit sitting there idle and you're struggling to build a following on clubhouse nah and and i'm trying to monetize i'm gonna be on twitter and i'm even saying that for me i might have three thousand followers whatever i have I am going to be on Twitter if I'm trying to monetize something. If I only have 600 followers on Clubhouse, but are you gonna
3: use? Are you gonna use Twitter Spaces?
2: Right now, no. I don't use. A- <laughs> I don't use it like I had to play them. I had to smoke you guys. doing
4: it with the right <laughs> now.
3: And then, and then he said, "I'm not going to use it."
2: <laughs> well, well, well. What I'm saying is, you guys was acting like it was a four-zero sweep, and I'm like, "Yo, it's going to be a series. It's gonna I know go it's going to be
3: some competition, but you know,
1: <laughs> yo, Tuck loves the
4: not
3: the, the 4-0 sweep. I love
2: that. Yeah. Nah, it's, it's going to go
1: seven games.
4: That's it. I definitely think, of course, they're going to be some competition, but I really. I don't know. I yeah. guess I'm just interested to see like what's the value that they bring, other than okay, they bring a lot of people. But I would say the one thing that we all have been talking about is like the topics, the information that we've learned, the people we've been able to connect with. So of course, if like Twitter is able to do the same thing, then it will obviously be on a grander scale just because they have way more people on the platform. But I guess in me just hearing that you can't even click around the audience, like you're just a number. It's just like ten people speaking plus. 500 other people like you can't tell who is in the audience I think that's the major part where I'm like is this really going to be for networking or is it just going to be like I just want to listen in on this topic but I can't connect with people then another thing quick question another thing So, for example my Twitter profile and I feel like a lot of people's Twitter profiles are probably not as like they're not as robust as what you can do on Clubhouse you know like you only have a certain amount of spaces like you can only put in, like, one little link. It's, like, with the 140 characters. So I think even with that, if I tap on someone's profile, is that really going to make me want to follow them or go to DM them? I think there are, like, a lot of little nuances that have to be thought about as well.
2: Well again and i'm not i'm not on the twitter i'm not on the twitter like board or anything so i'm not really <laughs> but, but i have to I, you know like i sell beard butter based off of one tweet that gets retweeted that gets shared someone comments and says it's fire and then i get five sales that's kind of mm-hmm. how it works for me now in clubhouse i couldn't i can't do that currently i can't do it right now right so what i'm saying is the thing with twitter is they have they they don't have the in crowd. They have the out crowd, and there's there's so many people who are on the outside looking in. Like, yo, I can't sit at the cool table. Bet we're gonna make our own cool table, and then and that's that's what that's gonna be. But mm. I agree, mm. I agree that you know the 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 profile they don't have um the space like you could you know like CC's profile is super lengthy. I don't remember what she, she is, is, but a lot of people's are super lengthy. But the problem is. Most of those people on Twitter are already established. They don't need a lengthy profile because if you've been, most of us have been following each other for ten years.
3: Yeah, so we we kind
2: of know what they're about.
3: You know what I'm about so, yeah. My go, bad, go ahead.
2: No, no. So, so my thing is like we're like on Clubhouse, we're building a community. Like we're actually building our following, it, whether we whether we admit it or not, we're trying to build our following. On, on Twitter, for the most part, we're established. Like, even if I put a fire tweet that goes viral, I'm not getting the 10K, 20K followers anymore. It's like, where you are is pretty much where you are unless, like, Little Wayne or Drake retweets, or, like, comments and says, yo, this is my boy. You know what I'm saying? So I think we're pretty established and we're, it's like, I joke about it all the time but I, and I say like, yo, at my wedding, I'm going to have my Twitter friends, friends table, but it's true. Like we're fake family because a lot of people on Twitter know you better than some of your family members know you. Yes. So that you, that's invaluable right now. So when they come I, like, and again, I don't know who's, releasing the information that there's only 10 people on stage and the numbers. I don't know. But but Twitter's hearing that. There's Twitter reps in those in those town halls, and they're listening to what we like and what we don't like. And if you don't think that they're going back and put implementing all those things in there so it's juicy and enough for us to want to at least test it out, you're crazy. Ooh, are you coming right? What'd you say? Are you coming right? <laughs> You got a lot of passion there. I mean, I I, you know, this is like first take right now.
3: (laughs) So, like, I get that, and I I just wanted to touch on the bios, um, because I I do see some, you know, the lengthy bios, and, like, someone for me, someone for me, someone like me who's been on the app only since October, like, even now, I go in rooms, and because I've been in so, I have a a few thousand, no, I have like 1,400 followers on clubhouse already so now that i go in rooms people are just like like you know what i mean and it gives other people who may be in the audience a chance to be like who's that girl why is everybody so excited to see her right um but it also like it even though people have built up 10 years of a relationship with you on twitter right through you writing stuff they can learn a lot of that stuff in five minutes talking to me Mm -hmm. on clubhouse so I think that is also a difference. And in, in like y'all were talking about, those rooms, like the room took a turn and then y'all were talking about the vaccine and y'all probably ended up being in there for hours. And guess what you learned? You learned so much about those that person in that, in those few hours that took you years to learn from them on Twitter, because in between that time, when they get, when they were giving you those tidbits about their life, they were also tweeting and retweeting, you know, bullshit too, you know, joking games and, and, you know, the, the trending topic at the time, but on clubhouse, you know, we could be bullshit and stuff, but you might learn a lot of tidbits about me because I'm using my authentic voice to talk about me or to talk about, you know, my experiences or whatever it may be. So, I I get that. Like, yes, we have built those relationships, but it's so much easier and quicker to build those relationships over a shorter time on Clubhouse. Um, And then to go back to like the bios, like um, I started, I started shortening my bio because when I first got on there, my bio looked like a LinkedIn. It was like, I do this, I do that. And I realized that I want to lead with organic conversation. I don't want people to know exactly what I do so that that's the reason why they follow me. I really want them to talk to me and then be like, Oh shit, that's what you do. Right. But my Twitter is more like, it's, it's, it's a joke. I don't, I mean, on there, I don't really say what I do either, but my bio literally says everything that I do. And at first I just copied my Twitter bio and put it on my clubhouse. But then I realized like, you know what this is just organic conversations with people and if if my purpose is to go on there and get people to follow my work like 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 tony is a a photographer that's different, but I'm, you know, I want to go about it in organic conversation way. And that's part of the reason why I have all of those followers in two months on clubhouses, because I'm really going in rooms and I'm really talking to people and people feel like they know me and not in the, and not in the way that people feel like they know you on Twitter. Like people really heard me and we really spent hours talking to each other. And, and, and some of these people, I basically, Started a business with my late nights, early mornings crew. We never, none of us had ever met before we met on Clubhouse, and now I've met them in real life. I talk to them every day in text messages. They, they're like my real friends. Why? Because we spent not just twelve days. We spent the rest of the days, but we spent twelve days nonstop, twenty four hours in a room together. With, with uh, of course multiple other people and audiences and stuff, but we got to learn so much about each other and how we gel and each other's attitudes and what ticks each other off in those twelve days, right? And so uh, I think you know it's definitely it's definitely going to be a battle, but I feel like you can't beat you can't beat the original and Clubhouse is the original Clubhouse cha- forever for years and years and years. I always being on Twitter, I always like damn, what's going to be the next thing? I couldn't see past. Twitter, Twitter was revolutionary to me. Like, damn! Like, I can't see what's gonna be the next thing. And Clubhouse is that. And I don't think once you get the copycat Twitter Spaces, you're gonna be able to compete with the original ever. You're just not.
2: Again, again, Cece, do you want to smoke her or do you want me? <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: well, I mean, well, right. I mean, Twitter does have more resources. It have been, been around longer, got more money. So they can probably I'm let do more talk about right Ken right now I'm not at this moment. Nobody.
4: I'm just about to. <laughs> Thank you, Cece. Thank you. He's trying <laughs> to get. Exactly. Because I don't <laughs> trying to get me beat up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I just kidding. With it. I feel like both apps definitely have like their <laughs> benefits, right? But then also, so Tony, because you're so gung ho about Twitter, I'm going to say a positive and a negative. So, one thing I think about Twitter that they have to get in control that Clubhouse only has a little bit of, or like the trolls. There are so many trolls on Twitter; it's ridiculous. Like anything that you tweet, not everybody, obviously, but if it's like a polarizing topic, which a lot of the, yeah, which a lot of the <laughs> Clubhouse rooms are, I'm pretty sure space oh, gonna be like that. You're gonna have like an audience full of like hacklers or hecklers, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it really depends. Like somebody could come to the stage on. Twitter and be like all bullshit (laughs) you know just trying to like mess up what you're doing or just try to like spout hate or whatever and so that may be something that Twitter has to like figure out well like how are we gonna get rid of these spam accounts or will spam accounts be allowed to like participate when it comes to speaking on stage like people who who have like previously I guess like harsh tweets or things like that you know people who just comment underneath I saw this is getting off topic a little bit, but I don't feel like something like this would happen on Clubhouse. There was a girl who had posted a picture of herself. It was like a black girl, and then somebody commented underneath it like, "Oh, why are you posting this offensive picture? You have dark skin, like no one wants to see that." That's crazy. So like Clubhouse exactly. So like going on Clubhouse with something like that would wow. be like a different format. You would really have to like create a whole entire room like Oh, these black girls are ugly, you know, and so far being on Clubhouse, I haven't seen anything that outrightly like racist, even though there are some like racist conversations in rooms. But I feel like Twitter would definitely have to figure out a way to handle that. But another positive that I did hear in this Twitter spaces room was about captions. I thought that was like really, really dope. Because I saw a video a few months ago about how deaf people aren't really able to engage in the conversations or videos or things like that. And having captions is fire because then they can hear everything that's going on and it's more inclusive. So that makes a different audience.
3: Yeah. Then think about that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. We, wow. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. We've definitely been that, just that's definitely and one of them. and not thinking about the people who are, you know, whether it's... Uh, they're blind or they're, you know, they are have a sight disability. But uh, again, I'm not really here to smoke anyone, but here's the thing I just want to <laughs> rebuttal. No, 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 no. I... <laughs>
4: before you jump there, before you jump there, <laughs> the one thing I was going to say was sometimes the first people are not really always, I guess, the best. And I don't know why they flop or how they flop, but sometimes they do. My example is Snapchat. Like, yes, you're right. Fire for like a minute. And then IG came and took the stories and everybody was like, oh, no, we're not doing IG stories. We're going to stick with Snapchat. And then look at us now.
0: <laughs> well, so here's so here the thing about that. So Facebook, you know, owns I- IG and they went to Snapchat and were trying to buy them for three bills. They said, no, we're, we're straight. So then, like, alright we're going to one up you and then make our own stories. And now, like you said, like everyone's barely like, no, yeah. we're not using IU. So we're yeah.
3: using Snapchat. Oh. I Clubhouse took me away Snapchat, from no. everything. I barely it's even never. tweet. I'm trying to get back into it. When I take breaks from Clubhouse, I'm like, all right, let me tweet something.
2: <laughs> yeah, but but I guess Cece, you you stole my thunder with the um second to market thing, and that's like that's business that's business sac- tactics 101, which is you know just be the second mover. You see where they slip up, and you come in with a clean the clean sweep and you do everything that they weren't doing well and you just, you one up it. And that's basically what happened with Instagram stories and Snapchat. But I'll even go deeper than that. When you think about first to market, no one even mentioned vine, you know, it was like vine, then Snapchat, then, then Instagram stories. And, and the thing that I, I think that's dope about um, clubhouse. And again, I'm not gonna, I don't really care about Twitter spaces, but the thing that's dope about Clubhouse, which I think people like is it's a safe space because the audio quote unquote floats up in the thin air. so you have these crazy conversations about everything. You have salacious conversations, you have business conversations, you have personal I was in a I was in a room this weekend when I was driving from Montgomery, and they were they were talking about um, trauma the trauma that black men bring into their relationships, and there was men who were married on stage answering questions to to younger men who are aspiring to settle down and they were kind of and it's like they were being very very vulnerable but they know that well they don't know that because the other thing that clubhouse does is they'll kick you off if you record the conversations but they're being very vulnerable in there because they know that that conversation just floats in the thin air and they hope it does you know what i'm saying so that's a that's a dope thing about Clubhouse that that drives a lot of people there is the same reason what drives us to Snapchat and Instagram stories. You only have a certain amount of time to either listen to it or watch it, and then it's gone. So,
0: yeah, like like it's like it's like appointment. Yes. Social media is yes. I, I would I would describe the Clubhouse. Like yes, you have to be the And real I love time that about it. So and I strange. actually
3: love that um Clubhouse doesn't have any text options. But now that I think about it, I'm like, damn, that's that's bad for the people who do have um hearing or, you know, sight impairments. But um I love that they haven't uh, introduced like a way that you can DM people because you know what clubhouse also did. They bridged the other social medias. And I feel like the other social medias try hard to separate themselves. Like now nah, where Twitter, where Instagram, where this and clubhouse was like, nah, link your Instagram, link your Twitter. And, and, and let in- people further interact with you that way. Let them get a sense of your authenticity. And then. Bring them to your other pages, you know, to connect more. And I I love that about Clubhouse because it keeps it really fresh it keeps um some of the um trolls away like cece was saying now i I'm, i've been a part of a troll a troll room like and, and in a good way like we do a christmas carol room every sunday where we all dress up in our ptrs or our pictures that's you know clubhouse talk and we change all of our abbeys to the same christmas you know hat uh for late nights early mornings <laughs> and then we go to other rooms and when one of one of us gets pulled up or gets a moderated bash we pull all of us up and then we start singing the christmas carol in any room that we go in and and people are like, "What the fuck is going on? right? They think they're getting controlled, and in a sense they are, but we're really like using the app in another creative way um and so uh, I just wanted to throw those those points in there that I love how clubhouse um you know tried to link to the other um to the other social medias rather than compete with them
4: yeah, because you know what like who really needs another inbox to check?" To be honest. exactly, exactly. Good point, Go to the inbox to check for real, because in the other exactly, too, they're like celebrities and stuff on here as well, or people with just like thousands of followers already. If they already don't don't check their Instagram, are they really going to check their Clubhouse DMs? It's probably going to be a pile of DMs sitting there. So maybe it's some data that they can save and just be like, hey, let's just link it to Instagram and Twitter to make it easier. Yes, absolutely.
3: They save us <laughs> some of their broad their bandwidth.
4: Yeah. Mm.
3: Oh yeah!
1: Yeah,
0: the... yeah man. Because all the messages get get exhausting. It does. I, I like I like the fact that it's simple right now. Hopefully, it can stay relatively simple. I know in the social media game, you have to evolve. Somewhat evolve at least.
2: The only Hopefully, thing I would say that I didn't agree with is the simple, exclusivity. Simplistic. I'm all for like make it a public forum. The people who want to come, let them come. Because a lot of people. What? No, 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 no.
0: No, like so, anybody can have it, like Android, iOS. That's exclusive. Saying, that's like, exclusive. And we haven't seen that only. before. I, think that that's a great, I, and I like, know. And I'm just so saying. Like,
2: I, when I'm in rooms and like, oh, I hope they don't open it up to the public because they're gonna ruin it. It's like, who's to say you're not in here ruining it right now? That's true. You know what I'm saying? So like, so like, because for me, you know, I've been chain inviting mad true. people because if you want to get on, I'm gonna try to do my best to help you get on. That's just me. But right. I think you know the thing that is driving a lot of people that. They love it is the exclusivity. Like they feel like they're the cool kid. And for me, it's like, yo, nah, there's there's someone out there that don't, don't know what Clubhouse is that could take my photography to the next level, that could yes. give me that gem I need to to get my beard butter to the next level but you know what they're android user so they Mm -hmm. can't use it or they don't know someone who knows someone who has an invite so they're not using it so for me it's like the more the merrier and we just we as adults as just people we have to use our discernment and just filter out the bs and and just get the gems that you want and that's just how i do it on twitter i know twitter is messy but at the same time if it don't apply i could just keep scrolling
3: Right. And the thing about it, though, is with Clubhouse, too, if you know how to use it and you're, you're kind of getting hit during the earlier time before it does open, is that the purpose of it, and they'll say this at the town halls, is that people will use their clubs to make private rooms. So even if it's public, you can still, like Tony said, if you're driving people to your Clubhouse room or your Clubhouse club right now, you will still keep that audience and y'all can just be in the the um, shadows of the app, not even caring what's going on in the hallway or in public because you're controlling the audience that you want to connect with or that you already built while um, Clubhouse was in beta.
2: Yeah. Or beta. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> All right. So, hey, so we can wrap it up.
2: What yo I brought it about. listen we um, yeah,
0: we went, we went over a, a long time I've yeah. been, been pressing but me but there's a dope though. The we, we had two. a, we had had a great conversation you, though
2: and I knew <laughs> they were going to do what they did that's why I was like yo I was just sitting back and letting them kill it and just getting in there when I could so <laughs> you got you got some gems
3: oh by the way y'all I got 3 invites um, if you know some people looking for them um, fine, just you know, I'm careful about who my name is attached to throughout the app, but you know, I, I, I'm willing to give out my invites. Some people are selling them, uh, and getting their get, yeah, getting their accounts suspended and stuff. But I have three invites that I've already invited yeah, so that, everybody that I already want on the app, so they're just floating out. They're floating out there for if anybody's interested.
2: Uh, before we wrap up, can um, can CC and um, Sienna shout out their clubs and what they do? Can they give like a little a little uh uh-uh,
3: CC and Sienna the same person.
2: <laughs> oh, CC and Shakira. and Sakiana. Well, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs>
0: No, I I was going to say, I was going to give you guys like
3: the closing remarks. Uh, Well, I run a club on Clubhouse. It's called Late Nights, Early Mornings. Again, we have a really huge platform. So if you're a business, we do a lot of um, partnerships with uh, businesses or other people on the app or who want to be on the app uh, to hold rooms or, uh, you know, fundraising events or just get their products uh, or their services out there Um, and You know, like I said, we have a big platform. Uh, We've been on the app. We know how to navigate it. We do uh, onboardings every Friday at eight for the newbies. Um, And we're just dope. I feel like uh, late nights, early mornings, we're bringing uh, the future to podcast programming and just broadcast programming through Clubhouse. Uh, We're the first club that has a website, a Twitter, an Instagram. Um, And so tap in with us.
0: Yeah, I might have to tap in with you. because you know He said Mike. with you. That's crazy. You a hater. <laughs> wait, wait, Sorry, sorry. Yo, that's Cambridge I mean, Talk for Yes, because I'm going to do that. So, right? <laughs> no <Don't> lie.
4: <laughs> My club is newly started. I need to host some more rooms, to be honest. But um, it's called Tag. It's the accountability group. And accountability has really just been, like, a buzzword on Clubhouse especially when you're in a lot of gyms, but, you know, you may not be following through on those things. And then I myself, like, just having accountability partners and my family and friends has helped me to be successful or to just accomplish my goals. So TAG is just all about creating that community for all of us to share our goals, what we're working on, and then continue to push each other forward so that we can all, like, grow into our purposes.
3: That's dope. And you said it's called TAG? Yeah, TAG. Perfect. I'm sorry. I got Um, one more. Um, I'm starting, I'm starting a new club um, called Skinny Black Girl. um, And it's basically focused on is being skinny and black a negative? Um, And kind of looking at body image and um, self-confidence through the eyes of a skinny black girl, a.k.a. me, (laughs) and tapping Mm -hmm. into like psychology um, and studies um, about uh, men, children and women uh, like gender and body studies. So I'm going to be starting that soon, as soon as it gets approved. Um, And if anybody wants to tap in there, that'll be that'll be up and running. Uh, I don't know when exactly because I got to wait for Clubhouse to to tell me to go. (laughs) No, I have a question yes. though. Like, so
0: like these anybody can apply. Start, Te- how do they go about to Get apply to be screwed to get to, uh, uh, to have
3: like it? a little Is application. It's not a real application, but you go to like it's it's hard to find too because I know they get in thousands of requests to start clubs. Um, but you go to your like your uh settings. Um under your profile picture and you click on like contact us and then how do I start a club and there's a form in there that you, they just want to know mm-hmm. the name of the club a description of the club that will be public when you um start it and what days and times of the week are you going to be um do uh conducting that club and then you submit it and because they kind of have like a backlog they let you know that it could be a two to three week wait for approval, but you could still do rooms and different things um, outside of the club until it gets approved.
2: Yo, Cece, um, you know, Iman has, know. this is like a worldwide podcast. you sure you don't want to promote your businesses as well?
3: It's like, no. <laughs> I'm so
4: tired. Clubhouse has me just tired, yo. Like, See? I, I got off
3: for Clubhouse at 10 o'clock this
4: morning. Yeah, I feel like a robot, but I will plug my um my business. So um, yeah. it's called Carbonado. It's an events brand, and we celebrate Black culture. Carbonado means Black Diamond, and it's just all about promoting Black culture in a positive way. And through that, we have outdoor event series that resembles festivals, but I would say a lot more intimate. And they have a dope vibe. There's art vendors, retail vendors, hookah. Um. What else? Like photo booths. There's a lot of stuff. Fo- performances, and because obviously COVID has impacted us, you know, we're just trying to focus on other ways to build our community. You all can follow us on Instagram. It's we are c a r b o n a d o. We are Carbonado. Dope. dope. Thank and you. So- up.
3: What's
2: up?
0: All right. Dope. Yo. Yo. touch tuss- Yo, Tuss, um, so Joe, Joe just said um, Like Clubhouse, he missed it. I
3: man. just seen He missed it.
0: Are
2: y'all, are y'all done he it wasn't already? there, he missed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so uh, Sienna's out in the DMV, by the way. So, uh, she does all her events out there. So, if you guys out there definitely tap into that. I know Shakia's is in Philly okay. right now doing her thing as well. Uh, so, me, I actually have a club that I, I, that's been very inactive. It's called the 30 Plus Rollout. <laughs> And so the 30 plus rollout is basically like Wash Chronicles, you know, we just talk about being 30 plus, you know, the the back aches, the knee aches, the things like that. Um, I haven't really done anything with it. We just it's really just talking about life in your 30s. So I'm going to get more active on that. But aside from that, you know, I sell the beard butter, all the beard products, the oils, the washes, that things of that nature. And I'm tapping into photography. Um, so anyone who needs headshots, family portraits, things like that, do that as well. Um, but what else? Um yeah, and um Tuss Lindo. So if you wanted to search me on Clubhouse, it's Tuss Lindo T-U-S-S-L-I-N-D-O.
3: T-U-S-S-S-L-I-N-D-O. See, I didn't even plug the stuff I do in real life, but just find me. I I, I do some good shit. <laughs>
0: Hold on, <let> it... <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I guess we're done. Oh, I appreciate dope. you guys for uh, yeah. coming on this part. This is a You're really a people. Thank you, Tess. Thank First
3: you, time. Emmanuel. Yeah.
2: That's all you, That's all you, <laughs> Thank you for having us, bro. All right.
4: Okay. You too. No problem.
0: All right. Thanks to the homie Carl. Thank you to the homie Tess. Thank you, Shakia. Thank you, Cece. Thank you to Anchor. And of course, thank you guys for listening. And if you haven't already, you gotta hit that subscribe button because this podcast is available just about wherever you listen to your podcast, sad, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, to name a few. Keep up with me as well, Instagram and Twitter, and also on Clubhouse at Mr. Vincent13. And you can also like my Facebook fan page as well, Emmanuel Vincent. Um, so that's all the time for now. I'm looking to put a, another pod possibly before Christmas. If not, one will be out this weekend. Count on it. Um, till then, y'all stay blessed. Stay safe. Take
1: care.